Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everyone. I'm Scotty Conley, a.k.a. Scotty the Body, and this is the Border Podcast with Scotty the Body. For the last 20 years, I've had some type of role in the skateboarding industry, including my time as a sponsored skater, many years working at Skate Park in Tampa, and my current job at the Border. So, in the midst of this current pandemic, I decided to start this podcast so I can catch up with some old friends I've met along the way, and we can talk about the past and present with highlights in my beloved hometown of Tampa, Florida. So sit back and enjoy. Oh, yeah. Yes, thank you, everybody, for joining in. Once again, this is the Border Podcast with Scotty the Body. And uh, before we get started, I just want to say that hopefully a new day is upon us in America and we can all move on as one. Finally, the election is over. I don't care who you voted for. Let's all just try to be nice to each other. Please, we are better than this. What happened at the Capitol was despicable. And I hope those people are treated as traitors to this country. Good luck, Joe. Good luck, Kamala. The world is watching and your job has just begun. It's your move. So without further ado, we're going to bring in our guest. Uh, you may have never heard of him, but if you follow the border, then you know that we have been doing work in BMX for, for uh, at least like three or four years now. Um, we help Vans behind the scenes with their Vans BMX Pro Cup. Uh, we have worked with Chase Hawk with his Born and Raised event. And now we are helping uh, this man with his event called Swamp Fest. He is a pro BMX rider from nearby Longwood, Florida, which is uh, just on the other side of Orlando from Tampa, I believe. And he rides for Sabrosa, Shadow, and Vans. So let's bring in one of the few people I have ever met in my life with a man cave that makes me incredibly jealous. Uh, this is professional BMX rider, Trey Jones. Trey, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, dude. Oh, of course, man. How have you been? Uh, I'm good. I mean, obviously as good as you can be with all the bizarre shit going on in the world, but I just got back from like a trip, worked on a new part, so... And you're out, Cal- you're out in California? We were in Phoenix. Phoenix, all right. We were, well, we were in Phoenix, and then we went to Riverside for three days and met up with uh, Chris Gregson and some dudes, and then rode some pools and came back to Phoenix. Back yep, and you were hanging out uh, in Florida with those dudes not too long ago, right? With Chris Gregson. Yeah, Chris. Uh, well, Chris and it was Chris, Tom Shar, Trey Wood, Kevin Kowalski. Yeah. Uh, and they were all like all those dudes were working on separate parts, and they did like a road trip from like Jacksonville down to Tampa and back. And I showed them around Orlando stuff, and uh, it was pretty cool. It was it was fun. This was definitely the first time I've ever uh, shown skateboarders around all <laughs> so, right well, so it was definitely pretty it was definitely dude. pretty interesting but they're all training dudes so it was really easy it was like, yeah that's I mean, that's it, really it was very, all yeah really interesting 
And uh, we're going to get into all that, the mix of BMX and skateboarding and how they intertwine and how we, uh, you know, feed off each other. But before we do, I just wanted to let all you guys know out there that the wait is finally over. While championship weekend football is in full effect, the NBA is back. The Bucks are on fire in the championship game coming out. The Bills, my wife cheering for the Bills. We can't freaking wait. Uh, Trey over here is an old school Orlando Magic fan. And uh, I just want to say that although you might not be able to be at the game this year, you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Yes, that's right, folks. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spread bets and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. So make sure you head to Bet Online today and use the promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantages of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online is your online sportsbook experts. And back to Trey. Yes, that's right. So like I said, he's a, a professional BMXer. And uh, you started because you learned from your dad. Like he raced BMX in the 80s. Yeah, I mean, he like like any kid, he had a bike growing up, and uh, there was a BMX track by, uh, nearby, and he rode it growing up. You know, yeah, no, yeah. nothing serious. You know, and you were born and raised in yeah, in Orlando. In Orlando. Yeah, I mean, and, right outside of Orlando, but yeah. And like, it's, it's Longwood. Yeah, I grew up in Apopka, which is just like okay. twenty minutes outside of Orlando, and then my dad was born and raised in Longwood, and I bought a house in Longwood, and that's kind of where like my whole life exists at but yeah all right and uh obviously like for a, a skater that I've, I've known for a long time i already know a lot about their life but uh i just met trey like recently and we just recently started hanging out so i didn't know too much about him so i had to read some uh online interviews and uh so the story is your dad was a construction worker yes and built built ramps for you and your brother yeah i mean my dad uh work construction growing up and then um yeah I, as soon as i learned how to ride a bicycle just like any other kid yeah, yeah, he was yeah, like yeah. oh maybe he liked the track took me to the track learned how to jump there and i was way more into the jumping aspect of it than okay. like, the competitive side of it so and then so he helped actually like build the uh mission skate park i mean a little bit he was like he wasn't like a main builder but yeah we we went to like a local shop and they were like Hey, there's this local pro that is building a skate park down the street. We like kind of knew the area, went out, found out where it was, and um, I just started riding. My dad helped a little bit, and they let me ride, and it was uh, it was pretty sick. I was Chad DeGruda Mission Skate Park. All right, and so uh, like that skate park, Mission Skate Park, actually ended up kind of like joining forces with Metro, with Metro, which was another skate park in Orlando that I've skated many times, uh, owned by a dude, Brett Peterson that I knew I haven't seen him in a long time, but shout out Brett Peterson, wherever you are. Um, so they combined forces and made the, the mesh skate park. Yeah. And uh, like, I used to go to contests there too. Um, did a couple Shaquifa demos there. They actually carried Shaquifa one of the first really? times. One nice. of the, one of the first times I tried to like actually make it a legit clothing company yeah. with, with like new shirts and like, invoicing and, and like a checking account oh legit yeah yeah, yeah. like legit. like yeah. uh mesh was we did a little we did a demo at mesh and they took like an order of shirts hell yeah That's so nice. so yeah like i have a you know went to there and then um but were you ever coming like over to tampa to ride spot when you were a kid uh yeah um i mean there was always contests going on i mean i started riding like skate park whenever i was like eight yeah and um 
they're like we kind of like discovered the whole skate park scene with like you know spot and central and like that whole scene over here and as you know like central was more like the bmx park you know yeah, yeah, yeah. it was more it was course. more it was just enormous you yeah. know what i mean had the, the um, big the big uh huge the big, box big, big box jumps enormous um so we would always come over here like if there was a contest over here we would come ride spot or central yeah. or, or whatever or robol or or whatever um so yeah i'd always come to tampa as a kid you know to and and so uh over the bridge in st pete is the home of uh profile racing which is a company of bmx parts company, parts company. Yeah. i knew a lot of those dudes because i worked working at the skate park i worked with sean albright yeah um matt copeland was a regular yeah. and then um i tried to remember some names uh connell keenan oh my god yeah you remember him yeah or you know him did you so you know that connell was like ahead of his time like he was like no i don't know much about so, these guys i just like yeah. know them <laughs> Yeah, from being at the skate park. So Connell is like that guy that like he was doing what all modern day pros were doing at the time, but it, but never got like the recognition. You know, okay. like he's all like right. he's like like we were like, yo, Connell Keenan did this, and it was like, uh, what? Okay. Where's the video? No video, no photo. Oh, like, okay, so okay, all right, cool. And Connell's like always been that guy. It's just like insanely good, but just kind of. And then uh, this other kid, Chad Moore. Yeah. You know, Gumbus. Yeah, yeah. I rem dude, I remember him when he was a little, little like. Like third, 12, 13 year old kid. Incredible bike rider. Yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. incredible. And then, so now he's like a like fashion guy. Fashion, like, photo like he takes like yeah. really amazing uh, photos Art. of like naked girls and stuff. Yeah. First guy to ever do a, like, to go up a rail to 180. Was it in the profile video? <laughs> I think so. I remember, well, was, I, I remember that, watching it's that, the video. It's that, it's, that, it's that spot in downtown where it's like, the really mellow stairs that are really they're like really you can like like on a bike you can like ride up it there's so there's so little but it was like this up rail it's the near, I think it's it was a near blue a, rail i think it was near the water yeah it's a convent it's the, the rail under the under the uh gimmick at convention center yeah i don't know the area of super well but i know that that was the rail that he did it on well i just remember and it's still, and it's still there well i remember I getting think, I, I, I remember getting that video yeah that rail's still there okay like i remember getting that video because it was just like it was the homies that came for yeah. bike day every yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. A, a, it was profile was a lot of florida dudes yeah yeah, yeah. um especially that time yeah that dude wobbly you know that remember that wobbly i can't believe you know wobbly <laughs> uh just that's from woodward Really? Yeah, like, okay. like yeah, 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 I went yeah, to Woodward yeah. and hung out with all the BMXers. So like, Wobbly, Wobbly lived in Orlando for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, And I was actually at a contest in England, and he showed up there. Yeah, nice. And I was like, holy shit, yeah, Wobbly, because yeah, yeah, yeah. he lived in Orlando whenever, I, I mean, obviously, he's like 10 to 15 years older than yeah, me. Yeah, so yeah. when I was like 12 years old at the skate park, he was like, you know, a full grown man. He was like shredding, so he's like one of the dudes that like I looked up to and like that scene and stuff like that. So. Yeah, like the couple times I, I, I uh went to Woodward and hung out for a couple of weeks. Like I just ended up vibing with the BMXers because those dudes partied harder. And yeah. like, like had way more fun. That's funny. So I would like be chilling with them and like hanging out in the pro tell and <laughs> uh, just getting in all of their shenanigans. And like, so I hung out with a lot of those dudes, uh, partied with like, um, like when I, the year I went there was like when the news like made public that, Alistair was dating Gary's daughter. Yeah, and he's married to her now. And now they're married. Now has like, four kids with her. Yeah, like I saw yeah. her. We, we did a contest there recently, and I saw her, and I was just like, "Wait a second. Yeah. I was like, "You're Gary's daughter, right?" She's like, "Yeah." I was like, "The last time I was here, we raged." Like, <laughs> and she's like, "What?" And I'm like, That's so "Like, funny. but yeah, I was partying with with those guys, and uh, 
like because i knew a couple of them from from being from, here yeah, yeah, so then yeah. we, we linked up up there and yeah. just like that's sick. it was fun and then matt copeland was like the godfather of it all yeah and uh i still see him riding around town looking for spots yeah he lives in the like, neighborhood i know i yeah. i saw him walking my dogs this morning <laughs> like i saw i like i moved I, I moved in this neighborhood a couple years ago and then like six months ago i saw him at the post office and i was yeah. like what are you doing around here like i thought you lived in ebor and he's like we just moved over here i'm like we just moved over here yeah because like i was on my porch in ebor and would see him riding through looking yeah. for houses to, to ride because he would have like these intricate house setups that he created in his mind yeah. and then he would go out and look for them that sounds like matt so yeah. so he would be like hey you wouldn't happen to know if like there's a house with a driveway and then a fence that lands on somebody else's porch. Do you? <laughs> and, like, I'm, uh, and I'm like, ah, cause he knew that like at the time, like a lot of my friends were like really exploring the neighborhoods. Cause like downtown was just like super, super bust for a while. Oh, yeah. So uh, we were just skating porches. That's so uh, he would like see our footage and, and be like, Hey, where's that one? Like, He'd be the only dude that would ever ask us for spots. That's sick. And he was probably the only dude that we would give spots actually to. give the spots yeah. to because we knew he would respect it and he would take like the right guys there yeah. like, for business, you know? Yeah. So uh like it was always cool because he would hit he would he would just like reach out and be like, hey, like 213, like two minutes and 13 <laughs> seconds in, what's the address? Like yeah, that's and, awesome. And so that'd be cool. Like I've known that dude forever. Like yeah. Uh and like I said, still see him around town. And uh, I used to prank call him at Profile. Really? Like, like, cause, oh cause me and Sean Albright would work the shop together at the yeah, state yeah, park. Yeah, yeah. And so he would tell me like certain things to say. And I'd be like, no, but like, I've been working, like working on my flare webs. Like, yeah, all these things. He's like, like no. and he would just be like, dude, come on, man. Like, hang up. Like, <laughs> <coughs> and so, um, let's see where we're at here. So, okay, I have one, um, and also, yeah, like uh, like I was telling you earlier, he actually did a write-up in a lo in a BMX magazine, like, talking about the Tampa scene, and he shouted out my Shaquifa squad and, like, the DIY that we had because those dudes would come over and bring ramps and ride it, and we would share it, but Copeland always made sure to let everybody know, like, don't mess with the skaters' ledges. Like, don't fuck with their angle iron. That's like, Because he, like, yeah, I mean, you all, you know. Like your pegs do way more damage to stuff than, than our trucks do. Yeah, in theory. And uh, like I remember, I used to try to when we would get stopped by cops, I'd be like, "Dude, we're not even the problem, man. It's them BMXers with them pegs." Like, but like, <laughs> so um. Uh, next question. So yeah, Copeland was great. So we're gonna move on to the next question. Uh, pro skaters. So they get new board graphics like every couple of months, trucks come out, wheels come out. Um, how many like pro model products can a BMXer have? Like how many different you can have everything. Like I mean, what you, are the you can have everything if you want. I mean, I don't know why a company would have every single part as a as a BMXer's pro model, but uh I mean you can have signature anything. Pretty much the way it works is like I ride for shadow. And okay. the way it works is like they're like, if there's an issue with the product, tell us and we'll make it your signature product. Well, so if I'm like Hey, I don't like the uh, this stem. Like the it's it's too low or it's too high. Like I want a stem like this. They're like, oh, cool. Let's make that your signature product then. Like like what what do you want specific? Okay. You know I mean, because it's a lot different than a skateboard. You know, what I mean, there's, there's a lot more geometry and sizes and like 
higher bars, lower bars, yeah, you know, yeah, longer yeah. frame, shorter frame. Like it's, it's all, there's so much, it varies way more. For sure. Then, um, and you're like known for writing, like you make like obscure setups, yeah. right? Kind of, I mean, kind of like, I just, uh, I mean, I don't want to like talk about myself in that way, <laughs> well, way you're, but, you're, but I, you're, like, you're on a podcast, man. I, well, I don't know. I, mean. I don't, well, I don't know about you. It. I don't know about you and your world. So when people know my bike, they're like, there's, there's something wrong with this bike. Like, why is it messed up? The bars are crooked or my, my pedals are too ground down or, or what, or whatever it is. Like, it's just not, imagine buying like riding like a piece of shit skateboard or skateboard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, they're or like, well, how do you ride these trucks? Like yeah. we were just riding a pool with, um, uh, that dude, Tristan Ren. Okay. And Chris got on his board. He's like, look at this dude's trucks. They're all over the place. How did yeah, you ride yeah, yeah. that? It's the same thing with a bike. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when you get on somebody's bike, you're like, dude, your bars are so big. They're so small. Or they're really far forward. Or yeah. your seat's so high or it's so low or what there's so much variance. And so like with the signature products thing, it's like with at least with the brand that I ride for, they're like, Hey, if you don't like something, tell us what you want to change. And we'll make that your signature product. You know what I mean? Like if I want, Hey, I want like recently I want bigger bars. Like, okay, cool. We'll make you some bars. Like, you know, we're working on some bars, you know? So All that's right. kind of like, at least that's how it works for the brand that I, and so my next question was if you had anything new coming out. So you got some new bars coming out? Uh, yeah, I mean, the main thing is I have, like, a new frame. Since we don't – it's not, like, board graphics where, like, it switch out every few months. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah. So, like, if, when I ride a frame, I ride a frame for, like, six months. Okay. You know what I mean? So you don't get, like, a new frame every – you know, it, and it's a, it, this is a welded-up piece of machinery. You know what I mean? It's, okay, not, so... it's not easy to just, like, press a frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean? yeah. So how, how long have you rode for Shadow? Uh, I, I mean, I've been riding for Shadow since I was about like 11 years now all right but when i when you turn pro it's kind of like the same thing with like a pro board you know yeah, I mean? yeah. It's similar you know what i mean not every pro has a, a signature frame you yeah know what i mean because it's not as easy to just like make a frame as it is and make a board. yeah yeah I mean? for sure a frame is a 400 item a, a board is what 60 bucks yeah something like that yeah so it's like when you get a frame like you usually it's like all right this is your this is your signature model and you write it for like two years at least. okay like that that model so we're doing a second revision of my frame that's going to be coming out. So you're on. I don't even know when it is. It's probably, probably going to come out like within the next year. So in in the length of your pro career, you're on your second pro frame. Uh no, well I rode for Colt first. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I yeah. rode for Colt, and then I had two, yeah, two different models on that, and then now that I'm on Sabrosa, I'm working on my second one with them. So it's usually usually every two to three years, but um. Um, and so uh like i like shadow is shadow conspiracy right like is this like a shorten or is it so the same thing so the shadow conspiracy yeah the shadow conspiracy is the parts like profile yeah, they just yeah. make components make stems wheels bars stuff like that and sabrosa is a frame company so pretty much when you write when you have a, when you have a frame sponsor and a part sponsor it's like you write whatever frame fork and bar that's like your frame sponsor okay and then your parts are your wheels stem sprocket chain pedals cranks seat yeah. like so shadow makes all the parts so rosa makes the frame fork and bars all right and then um you, you guys actually made a limited run of uh some skateboards yeah we did yeah i saw like a, with a nice like beavis and butthead graphic yeah so when we, we were we were on a trip and i mean a board's always around because filmers and, and bike riding use skateboards to film it's just you know it's just like oh yeah, yeah, yeah for it's sure the same thing so there's always a skateboard laying around and you know a bunch of us were messing around with it and it, we messed around with it so much to where we bought our own boards 
we started skating more and it kind of turned into like this joke of like these pro bike riders riding skateboards on a bike and, yeah and and they were like yo we should just make some decks and they're like okay so they made some decks and then we did like a little promo performance like that unless you in like super super shitty nice. tricks but um but yeah it was uh it was cool and uh that just goes like the um like a lot of times i've been surprised because i'll be somewhere at like a one of the contests we run that's both skating and bmx and you'll like catch the bmx dudes showing up with their boards trying to like oh, practice yeah. trying to like i mean it's like you're you're always around it and yeah it's, and it's not it's not like when you go on a skate trip nobody just has their bike thrown in the bag but when you go on a bike trip there's always a skateboard laying around you know what i mean it's just a thing yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. laying around so yeah. you know if, some, if you're on a spot somebody's trying to trick and everybody grabs a skateboard we start messing around you know what i mean it's just like uh you know it's just a thing that's always around so you kind of get good at it i guess or not good at it but like you can drop it and do bullshit you know? yeah because i remember last time you guys were here uh Big boy, big boy was just like, dude, God, kickflip rock. Yeah. Like, that's what I got. And yeah, he did like, kickflip rock to bake on his And he's man. like, that's the only trick I can do, but it's the one I got. Like, yeah. It's like, that's not like a super easy trick. Yeah. Like, that's a weird one to just have. Yeah. And, uh, but like, I found out that a lot of the BMX guys can like act, can, can skate. Yeah, decently. And, well. and like, decently, yeah. and a couple, like, I, I forget who, but we were at that, um, the, uh, the hard rock Riviera Maya. Oh, yeah. Opening with Wilbur. Probably, Gar probably Garrett Reynolds. He's insanely good on skateboard. It might have been Garrett. He like, can do like, like, free he can, like, flips, yeah. like 50 50 down a leg. Yeah, he was like doing just like skating flat, like doing 360 flips and like yeah. like doing nollie flips and stuff. And I'm like, oh, he's like, a freak though. He's a freak. He's a freak. That's, that's a whole different. That's a, it's not every skateboard, every bike rider can hop on a skateboard and do a trade flip, you know? But yeah. Okay. But um, so you, uh, in BMX, like, like I watched a lot of your video parts leading up to this. So I noticed like, you have a lot of really cool, like, just like custom builds at your house that look like, like weeks of work went into filming like one trick. Like, at, like Are you talking you about like the video I did where I built all the weird shit? They're like, uh, what was it? The oh, backyard? Yeah. Yeah. The, the backyard brawl. Like I watched that and it looked like you're like, you built something like super intricate to do one trick on and then just like demolished it to like, yeah, it was kind of like a, that was like a, uh, like a concept project, kind of like a, like cheese and cracker style video. Where I it was, was like, it was, it was like, it was like, it was like one video. We're going to build all these weird setups. We're going to light shit on fire. We're are, gonna, you re uh, are you reading my work ahead of me? I was yeah. going to ask you if you have ever seen cheese and crackers. Yeah. it was like, kind of like, and if the answer was no, I had it pulled up here. to show Yeah. You, you saw, you saw, you saw the tire swing. You saw <laughs> exactly. Yeah, course, exactly. Man. I was like, all right. Yeah, we drew a lot. We drew a lot of inspiration from from. And that. dude, it's it's crazy to know like how much attention BMXers are actually paying to skateboarding. Yeah. Because like I was at uh, I was hanging out with Chase Hawk, and uh, we were just at his house in Austin. We were running that uh, born and raised for him. Yeah. And we go over there to hang out to meet up before we go out to dinner, and it's like him and uh, just like other dudes that were in town for the contest. Yeah. And they were all on the TV like watching a skate video. Yeah. And they and then they like know the spots too, and they like know like who did a trick there five years ago. Yeah. And it's like, all right, we're gonna watch like we. I remember we watched like the birdhouse video with them, yeah. and then they're asking us questions like, "Is this cool? Like, is that whack? Is that?" And then like, yeah. I'm asking like, "No." Like, and then I ask them questions. Obviously, like, yeah. Then, you know, get to tell them my like couple weird stories I have about random yeah. encounters with BMXers, and they're yeah. like, "Wow." Well, that's one thing that I like about like uh, working with with like Clemens and the border in general is that like Ryan will always hit me up and be like, yo, what's this dude's deal? Is he cool? Yeah. Like, yeah, is, yeah. This dude, is this like, you know, like, and, and it shows that like, and, and Gregson's the same way where they're like, 
because you know about the industry you know about your industry where it's like yeah this dude can be really good but he could be whack type of deal yeah exactly and of and and ryan does the same thing where he's like he'll hit me and be like hey what's this guy's deal is he cool and i'll be like oh they're you know this is good about him and this is bad about him all right cool thanks for the info yep. like and that's like uh that's a really good thing because because there is good and bad shit about different people you know yeah so, especially, especially when they're professional you know what i mean like, yeah yeah and so uh back to that bar backyard brawl part i was gonna ask if if how many people are on like team trey jones what do you mean it, what does that mean it, it seems like you have like a filmer a photographer a lighting guy a pyrotech <laughs> uh one guy running a jump rope two guys yeah. with two guys with drills just ready to like act at any point well, uh, that, well and that, then obviously you guys got to build everything like everything's got to be built i mean i built everything but yeah it's like solo uh well the thing was that another dude that rides for sabrosa was in town mark burnett and okay. he was like he was he, he was from new york and he was down during the winter time he's like yeah i'm gonna be here for like three weeks and i was like you have this idea for this video we should film it and he's like okay so we just got the camera from sparky's yeah and which is like the distro that does shadow and sabrosa and uh like yeah let's film this video and then obviously my brother was there and i don't it wasn't big boy wasn't living in Orlando at the time uh but the guy that owns sabrosa was there and it was kind of like this thing where we filmed it over a course of like a week so it was yeah. like hey we're gonna be filming tonight everybody come out and like we would just come out everybody would come out hang out and yeah, like yeah. and just kind of like we were just we were just all, all right. like we were all just like go for it like and, and uh do you ever get like maybe halfway into building something and then just like maybe look at it and be like nah there's no way this will work yeah 100%. i built like four different things because like I, the, I would build it and i'm like dude i built like this crazy ass it was like six foot off the ground like tire ride from like this quarter in the backyard like across the whole thing and I was gonna go into that curve wall ride thing, and I built it. I'm like, I can't do this. What the fuck am I thinking? Like, well, I can't, yeah, like, there's the one. I can't, I can't do this. Like, there, there's one clip where you built like the double loop around. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't do it in that one. Homie almost gets like, yeah, straight decapitated. Yeah, my brother did. Oh, my that was your brother. Yeah. Okay. So like, I so I built. I had that concept in my head, and I was like, dude, you could 100% do this. You just went up. You do like a 360, and you come back down. It would work no problem. And I started trying it, and I was like, dude, I don't think I could do this. This is like insane. And then the guy that was filming me, Mark, he was like, hey, do you mind if I try it? And I was like, yeah, let's see it. And he did it. Okay. And I was like, oh my god, he did it. And then my brother was like, I'm gonna try it. And I was like, all right. And then Jay went, and he got decapitated. You know, like he almost full, almost folded his leg in half. And it was uh, <laughs> yeah. So that whole that whole project was a uh, was a interesting. All right. And so you just get like vision in your head and, and just kind of go with it or. I mean, kind of some of us, some of the stuff just started like, it was just like, yo, like, like I had an idea like that, that jump rope thing. Yeah. That was just going to be like a piece of rope that was on fire. And I was going to like, I, I was, was going to jump, I was going to, I was going to jump over it and then go underneath it. And as soon as we lit it up, the whole thing melted and fell down. And I was like, Oh shit, that's not going to work. <laughs> So we just ended up doing like the jump rope thing where I was like, holy shit, like if I go, I can kind of time it to where I go yeah. around it. And it just kind of worked out that way. So there was a lot of things that didn't work for that, but yeah. All right. And then, uh, so you do have some contest experience. You're actually the, uh, you've done like the BMX pro cup yeah, and you were with us out in Huntington beach for rebel jam. Yep. But you also have the distinction of being the only BMXer that has ever participated in the illustrious Tampa bro contest on the dream driveway at clemens's house <laughs> yeah and so you come like that's what i love about like all you guys you come hang out with us uh i know clemens has come out to orlando hang out with you he loves those yeah. pump tracks out there yeah he loves himself a pump track um <laughs> the tampa bro might be the most nervous contest run i've ever done in my entire life 
that was like the most stressful situation because I show up, I'm the only guy that's on a bike, first off, and it's all these pro skateboarders, and they're all looking at me like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah, they who's, think you who, it. Who's, who's, the, who's, the, who's the bike rider guy that's in the yeah. corner? But I'm like, I didn't want to take any runs, I'm like that, looking like that guy, and I'm looking over in the corner, and it's all these pro skateboarders, and yeah. Ryan, like Ryan Sheckler and Lizard King, and all these dudes, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, dude. And I did the run and Frank Gerber was just like, well, who is this guy? And I'm like, oh God, the whole time. Just like, like, I just want this to be over. Like I felt like. Well, and uh, Frank Gerber is a notorious ball buster. Yeah. Anyway. So he was going to talk. Well, I'm already like, like anti-hero. And especially because these skates are anti-hero and all that shit. Cause it's like, they have clips in their videos of like throwing BMX bikes, like over the fence and like getting a bike <laughs> to bike riders. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, of course this guy, like, I'm like, I'm, uh, that was like the most stress. And Ryan's like, dude, you'll be fine. People will love it. And I'm like, I don't know, man, I'm pretty stressed, but it, um, it, it, actually, all worked out. it actually ended up being cool. You just took a run with George on the, on yeah. the driveway. <laughs> but it was funny because uh, Lizard King got into BMX after that. Yeah. And he like messaged me. He was like, hey, were you got the bike rider at the, Clemens house and I was like yeah he goes yo next year we gotta like do like the swap out we're like you know I'll ride okay. you skate and then we'll swap and then I'll skate and you ride and I was like perfect um, all right so that's, and, that's, and that's in the plan dude that's the exact kind of vibe we're trying to run with that context and, <laughs> yeah. and how the vibe should be with skateboarding and BMX in general like yeah. that's a great day man so if y'all get the invite you're lucky if not I'm sorry but um so uh so actually what like skaters and brands are you into like what kind of board are you riding besides a shadow? Uh, what board do I have right now? I have, oh, actually, I have a barrier call board right now. Okay. Because they sent me some boards. All right. So, <laughs> Def Leviathan Dweller is an old BMX dude. and Don't say too much about him. I'm not good on names, but he, uh, he, hey. he, 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 he sends, he's like super psyched. On, I actually did an article for a BMX magazine about tight transition. Okay. With him. And uh, so he sent me some boards, but then, you know, Gregson shows up, he gives me a board, Ron yeah. Clemens, he's trying to give me a board, so <laughs> all these skateboards trying to give me boards, man. Oh, dude, your like, flow. It's, 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 hard, so, it's real easy to get flow in the skateboard world. <laughs> it seems like it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like you said, you've been, uh, recently been skating with uh, like Chris Gregson and Kevin Kowalski. Um, Chris Gregson, uh, dude, you're lucky to have him filming because he's like known in skateboarding as, the, as like... <laughs> Yeah, he can skate and film and do some gnarly shit while he's skating. Dude, it's bizarre. And like it's crazy. Like he looks the exact same as he did when he was like a little contest kid when he was like fourteen. <laughs> um, like I used to announce the contests he was yeah. skating, and I was skating in them. Yeah, this would be like, all right, next up. Oh, I'm in this heat. I gotta <laughs> go past the mic and go take my runs. But it would be it would be Chris Gregson and uh, like Kevin Kowalski's been around such a long time. Yeah. And I see all those dudes at the Vans events that, that were that were running. Yeah. And uh so you said that was actually your first time showing skate dudes around, but um I just thought it was sick to like see you guys kind of feed off each other. Yeah. And, like there's that clip of them all pumping yeah, around the bowl cool. and you're yeah. doing a big arrow Jumping over them. And yeah. it's just like uh I was always scared to skate in the skate park when BMX was going on. Yeah, people always have this like thing. Well it's most of the time it's like you have you know you go to skate park and you have your bad you have your bad time with like this like local you know dude you know, yeah. hometown hero that's trying to jump the whole skate park and yell yeah. at all the skateboarders and it's like come on dude like jesus christ but it's the same thing as like you know i go to a skate park and there's some dude that's trying to trick into the bowl and he's fleeing a skateboarder where or like 
you'll be hauling ass around the bowl and a board goes in and nobody says anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like, it goes both ways, you know what I mean? And it's honestly, it's like, in this day and age, you know, skateboarders, not liking bikers, bikers, not liking skateboarders. It's just segregation at that point. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. And it's, and it's funny whenever you talk to like, somebody about they're like hey all bike riders aren't bad and i'm like what the hell does that mean like what like you know what i mean or like hey all skaters aren't bad and it's like the same thing as like racism you can't judge somebody just because of what they do or something you know what i mean it's like we're all doing the same thing we're all going to the skate park we're all hanging out it's like yeah you might have your one bad run in with like a bike rider or a skateboarder but at the end of the day it's like you can't you can't um judge everyone by like what they do like as, that, you know? as long as we can all agree that rollerblading is still whack as fuck <laughs> and scooters <laughs> but uh and also just like uh you mentioned this guy man like and he was always a wild card at the park lewis pinzone yeah um dr pinzone and because i knew that some of those dudes were riding no brakes like that always freaked me out i was just like dude like i don't want to be on the course with this guy almost everyone rides no brakes now but pinzone has always been the brakeless guy yeah and uh just even seeing the, like the ramp he built for himself and that he couldn't like, he built a ramp that he could, that couldn't even contain him. <laughs> and it's seven feet tall and 50 feet wide and it still can't contain him. Um, but yeah, basically like, and uh, going back to the thing where uh, like you built yourself a mini ramp, like for skateboarding in mind, right? Like kind of like at your house, there's a, uh, wait at my, no, that's a big boy's house. Okay. But yes, we did build that for skateboarding. He had like an enclosed carport and he was like, I don't know what to do with this. I'm like, yo, we should make a skate mini. And he's like, perfect. Let's do it. You know what I mean? So, it, uh, so what, what are, what are some of your hot moves? Like what have you been working? What you- oh, dude. Well, the thing is that we'll always like mess around and do something. And then I'll immediately take a video of it and send it to Clem and be like, is this legal? Is this cool? Is this not good? Like, and be like, nah, whack. Like, oh, shit. Oh. Okay, 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 okay. But no, I did a, I did a, uh, I guess it would be, it would be, I don't know. See, I always get confused about the back because we don't have backside and frontside of BMX. Yeah. So I always have to think about it. It's like, okay, that's backside, you know. But uh, I did like a blunt to 5 0 on a mini ramp the other day. Okay. Backside? Yeah, so back, that, that'd that, be backside. Is that legal? Is that, is I mean, that eh? no? Eh. No? Okay, cool. Uh, like, See, this, kids, is all, this is what always happens that we do something. Like, we'll be like, dude, that was sick. And we're all like hyping each other up. But hey, and we send it to Clemens and he's like, nah, it's whack. And I'm like, shit. Okay, never mind. If, it, hey, if it's new to you, <laughs> if it's new to you, who cares? Like, the kids look like to fake you. It's like, it's like, what? Okay. okay. Yeah, like, that's, that's not uh, a trick that, that like people are doing. <laughs> But it's like, wait, you can do that's weird that you could do that. <laughs> like, why like, are you doing that? Because like now I want to know like what your kickflips look like on a flat ground. My brother my brother rolled up, he went up fakie and did like a, like I guess it would be backs backside full cab to Smith. Like he went up he went up this way and then like rotated around into a Smith. Okay. That side. No, that, that, that would Smith. be a feeble. That feeble, feeble goal. Sorry. Yeah. So he went out like full cab feeble and then in. Okay. We're all like, oh my god, that was the sickest shit ever. All right, and so so um, back at skate park in Tampa days, we used to run a contest that was a bunch of uh, professional skimboarders, and it was really? a, it was a triathlon of skimboarding, surfing, and skateboarding, and it was like it was no, we would do no, we would just do the skateboarding part. Oh, okay, okay, okay. like they had to do the, the skateboarding. The I thought you were saying that you're doing all of these at the skate park. No, 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 I'm no, like, no, no. wait, what? It was like a three part. Okay. It was like, it took like, like first day they would do skateboarding contests, second day surfing, third day skateboarding. And it would be weird because some of these dudes would come on a longboard and fully carving the flat ground. <laughs> and you would catch like three guys that could like, do pretty good at, like, Decent, yeah. at, at a local event. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's crazy. 
So I was curious if you did a test where it was a combo of skating and BMX, uh, which BMXer you think I think you already said it would probably be Garrett Reynolds. It would be Garrett Reynolds or Dennis Anderson for sure. Okay. They're, they're like those types of dudes that anything that they do, they're great at. Actually, Devin Smiley's pretty sick too. He's pretty nice. He's okay. He's he's sick. I'll show you some videos of him later. All right. And you'll be like impressed. Like yeah, I, yeah, I, showed, yeah. I showed it to Clemens one day. He did like like a backside air on a quarterback that was probably like four feet out. And sick. Clemens was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Like this dude can actually skate. Like it's and then uh, on the reverse, do you know any uh like skaters that are closet BMXers? Uh, or, I mean, I, I don't. I don't think that they're closet. They're no, like no open that's, about I'm, it. I'm, I'm, jo- I'm joking, obviously, and, and I know that uh, uh, Chris Cole, Chris Cole, be amazing, and, yeah. and he's like has something. Does he have like he's uh, a part owner of part of Cole, Cole right? Yeah. Okay, the brand that I used to ride for. But yeah, okay. I mean, uh, Chris Cole, Lizard King, David Gravett. Okay. I think that's, I mean that's the only pros I can think of off the top of my head. All right, that, like are, are legit, dude. David Gravett, Gravett is badass on a bike. Okay, he does like he does like backflips and shit. I'm like, holy shit, dude, you are insane. And see, uh, go, going back to Woodward, um, all those dudes would try to just like get me to charge backflips, and they're like, dude, it's the easiest trick. It is. It's it is. They're like, it's a show trick. Like it's like every single one of us can backflip, and we all landed at our first day trying backflips. Yeah. Just try one into the pit. And I'm like, dude, dude I can't, man. Did you ever try it? No, I never tried it. What? But I was doing like Supermans and stuff and like, and then just like dishing the bike and like. Do you, do you remember that show Made where it was like. Yes. Was, so there was a girl that was on Made that wanted to be a pro BMX rider. Okay. And she rode BMX, never touched a BMX bike, rode for a week, did a backflip by the end of the week. Okay. I always tell people that if they think they can't do a backflip, I'm like, I'm like, listen, this girl had never touched a BMX bike, rode for a few days and did a backflip. That's how easy it is. So you can, you could do it. I'm pretty confident that you could, that you could do it. Maybe not now, but then I probably should have tried. You definitely could. I, if I like, if somebody was like, I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars to land this backflip. Oh yeah, absolutely. Day, you could do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, so you can do it. Motivate, yeah. like yeah. money motivates everything. <laughs> but like, like I definitely should have tried it back then. Cause I've, I did one back then i could probably still do one true true according it's, to them they're it's like a, Dude. it's a it's a natural thing. they're like it's it happens so fast and naturally like you just really gotta yank back and look back you were good back up off like a like a dock or anything into like water on a trampoline yeah back up on a trampoline yeah, yeah, yeah. i could do like back like i was always like i could do like backflip out like if we ever we were going to like a tree tree jump tree or jump, anything yeah. i was the dude backflip. i was the dude backflip. oh yeah you're fine then. yeah okay no if I ever out. if I ever find myself near you with a foam pit and a bike, we're, you're, we're gonna do a backflip. <laughs> All right, and uh, dude, did you see the um, uh, the the Vans half hop shirts? Yeah, so you know that that, so that I know. started from me, right? Did you hear? I was the person that like exposed Steve Cavallaro. On okay. Instagram. Well, I didn't expose him. He said it. He said it openly. Have you? Have he you, said you, it. All, yeah, of you, course. You, I know, know, the you know the story. I know the story. Yeah. So the story was that he went on there and he's just like, yeah, you know, all these BMXers are mad at me because you know I said it's not a half hop, but hey, or it's not a half cab, but hey, man, you're not on a skateboard. It's not a half belt. And I and I posted, it. I like videoed it, and put it on my Instagram, and all these people went berserk yeah. um like they they lost it on steve cavallaro and i was like oh my god i cannot live in this many people like because <laughs> like, i didn't say like hey go attack go steve cavallaro yeah, yeah, yeah. i was just like i just said like lol or something like that like yeah, literally, yeah, literally like said nothing and all these people lost it 
and he like posted an apology and all this stuff. And I was like, oh my god! And, like, and I thought it was even more hilarious that Vans made the shirts because Steve R- R- Cavallaro yeah. rides for Vans, yeah. and it's a take on a Vans graphic. Yeah, it's like directly yeah. making fun of him and the whole situation. And yeah, Batter like, showed up at the Pro Cup in Mexico, and he's like, "I got this for you," or wherever yeah. it was. And he, yeah, and he I got a couple. Yeah, uh, like, and Batters, so dude, funny. he was hyped. Yeah. So, uh, did you know the old batters? Because I only know like the new and improved, like sober batters. So, literally, the year that I got on, I got on Vans in 2009, and that was the year that he got sober. So, like, uh, okay. I was just like, I got on the flow team, like, yeah. whenever he got sober. So, I never got to see like the old alcoholic the bad Jerry. Boy. I've heard of it. I've heard, uh, I mean, I've seen the bad boy like just now. Yeah. And it's crazy as hell. So, I can only imagine what it was like uh, back then. Like, All right. I love Jerry. <laughs> I also love Jerry, man. He's awesome. And uh, we're in a second, we're going to dig a little deeper into uh, the man behind the pro and talk about a few of uh, his hobbies. But before we do, I just want to remind you guys again that the wait is finally over. Football is almost done, and that means NBA is back. Uh, the Bucks are in the championship game. I can't wait. We got Trey here collecting Shaquille O'Neal and Penny Hardaway, old school Orlando Magic stuff. I don't know if he'll be betting on the magic. I don't know if they're that good yet this year. I don't, I, I don't pay attention, but I just want to say that you might not be at the game this year, but you could still be in on the action at bet online. That's right, folks. Bet online is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. So head to bet online today and use the promo code armchair to take advantages of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet online is your online sportsbook experts. And now we will take a pause for a word from a new sponsor of the Border Podcast. So let's put our hands together and welcome to the show, Just Live CBD. All right, and we're back. Uh, we talked about Trey Woods. Uh, I'm not Trey Wood. We were hanging out with Trey Wood. <laughs> we hung out with Trey Wood, but we are with Trey Jones live. This is also the first time I've ever had a guest of the show live at the house. Oh, really? To record. Yeah, we've uh, normally on the phone or either, like either on the phone via Zoom call or we'll meet up at the office and do it in the conference room. Nice. Um, I did an episode with my wife, and we did that from the couch in the living room, but she's not nice. a guest here. True. So, uh, true, true, you know, true, true. so welcome. Um, thanks for coming and checking out my man cave and my yeah. collection of stuff. I, um, I'm impressed. I'm I've I'm watched, impressed. I've watched YouTube videos about your collection and I knew, uh, uh that we should have just been best friends this whole time. Um, <laughs> real, real quick. I saw your John Cardiel poster up here. Yeah. Going back to skateboarders and bike riders. Yeah, of we, course. We were on a we were on a van trip, and John Cardiel showed us around Sacramento. Oh. And we were in uh we were like, oh, this is gonna be sick. And he took us to all these ridiculously like rugged, like harsh like banks that were made out of like dirt and gravel. <laughs> because like, yo, you guys can totally like jump up this and jump over this, and we were all like, uh, oh, okay. Like we <laughs> like, and we all like tried to like half-ass ride it. And we were like, this kind of sucks, but he just kept taking us to all these ridiculous like haggard spots. But I saw the darn cardio poster. And dude, he got really into the uh the fixed gears. He's badass on a fixed gear. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't, 
I don't mess with that shit at all. Um, I He's remember like uh, back in the day when I, uh, one time I was in San Francisco and I ended up, I was hanging out with Frank Gerwer and he showed me that MASH video mm. with all the SF, all the San Francisco yeah. dudes that bought the hills on the yeah. fixed gear bikes. Because uh, um, Gabe Morford, who's a skate photographer, was yeah. really into that scene. Yeah. And I think maybe shot or filmed some of it. Oh, cool. And then uh, he like, they would just show me, they showed me that stuff and do super gnarly stuff. Um, but I don't know where I was going with that, but I wanted to welcome you to the man cave first off, because I know you have a huge collection of stuff. Yes. And, uh, one thing that we both collect is, uh, wrestling stuff. Yes. Um, did, did you watch as a kid? So I'm definitely not a wrestling expert. I definitely don't claim to be a wrestling okay. expert at all. Okay. Um, I did not, I didn't, I, th- I'll explain my whole wrestling fascination. Uh, so I never watched wrestling growing up. My mom and dad never really let me. They were always kind of like, it's too extreme, you know, or whatever. Like they, yeah, they, just, yeah. they just weren't into it. And, um, but my buddy Brian, that uh, is thrift store jobber on Instagram, sells all the wrestling. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, I follow he, that dude heavily. He was living with me for a little bit, and I was like, "Yo, dude, what's your deal with all the wrestling stuff, man? Like, what's the deal?" And he's like, "Dude, it's sick. I'm telling you." And yeah. I was like, "And I was like, I don't get it, man. Like, I was just like, you know, kind of like dissing on him. This is probably like 2012. Yeah, like that. And um, he's like, he's like, come here, let me show you his video. And it was like videos of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I was like, dude, this guy's great. I love this. Yeah. And we started watching more and more and more. And he's like, oh, dude, you'll love this other guy. And like, he's like, they just kept showing me all these different dudes. And I'm like, dude, this is hilarious. And he moved to Ohio. And I just like, it got me like even more into it. Yeah. And I just started realizing that it was like all around me. You know what I mean? Like seeing like, you know, going to the thrift store and seeing the action figures. and seeing Yeah, all yeah, things. yeah. So I definitely won't say that I'm a wrestling expert or that I'm super into all of wrestling. But I have like. I'm super into Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Obviously, that was like my first one that I was like really into. And that and, dude brought a lot of eyes on some. And I really liked that uh, he was just wrestling. like pretty much like, you know, you know, you have guys like, like The Rock, you know, what I mean, they're like super pretty boy or Shawn Michaels that are like real pretty boy, clean yeah, yeah, cut, yeah, yeah. like, and he just comes in out of left field and regular just like, looking dude. No, you're an asshole. Get out of here. Like, and I really like, I really liked that. That I was yeah. like, this dude is just like a hard ass. He's not a pretty boy. Yeah, he doesn't well, give a shit. And like that, I really liked that. And I also liked Mankind because he was so not like arrogant. He wasn't like full of himself. Yeah. He just like got the shit beat out of him yeah. and like looks super fucked up. And like, I always loved that. You know, like yeah. those, those like the two dudes in The Undertaker are like, I mean, I know those are like super mainstream, like, you know, obviously really well, famous ones, but like those are the ones that like those dudes, I'm really yeah. into that I'm like, dude, I can watch anything of those guys and yeah. they're like psyched on it. And uh, dude, back to Stone Cold. So you would not have liked Stone Cold. Stunning Steve Austin. Stunt, there you go. I, I, he, I've lost the documentary. He's a former pretty boy. Yeah. And no, uh, um, he, he was in a tag team called the Hollywood Blondes mm-hmm. with uh, Flying Brian Pillman. And that was one of my favorite dudes growing up. I always liked him because when I was growing up, I was a, a Cincinnati Bengals football fan just because I really liked their uniforms. Stripes. Uh, the Tiger Stripes. Same. And Brian Pillman played for the Bengals for like oh, two really? seasons wow, and crazy. then became a pro wrestler but he would always rep the black and orange tiger stripe trunks oh, cool. and it was part of his whole package like saying, yeah. the former Cincinnati Bengals receiver like it's flying bro Damn, so cool. him they became the Hollywood Vaughns and they would always 
like pretend they were filming each other and like shooting a movie and it was like really really cheesy but it was awesome and those yeah. dudes worked like really well together yeah and then like when they started to like really like get over the hump and get like in with the fans and kind of get a push like, yeah. like support they broke up. yeah so that's true he could have been he stone cold steve austin could have never happened thank god it did though exactly so glad and then uh so yep so we we collecting stone cold undertaker mankind is seriously on my top three of all time yeah for I me it's it. it's uh rick flair it's Ravish rick rude and uh he was a dude from the 80s yeah and then uh in mankind just because i always uh fancied myself as kind of like the mankind of skateboarding because <laughs> i was it was never pretty and i always could guarantee you i was gonna eat shit like like <laughs> some really just good yeah. thuds and so that was me and i didn't give a fuck i would climb up to the highest thing and fucking jump and for better or worse i'd either land it and have the glory for the day yeah or i was barely walking away and that's and, and that and that's what i really liked like as i got more into mankind like like doing watching more documentaries like that i'm like this guy is insane like yeah. he is yeah. actually like they're doing this shit with like the barbed wire and the thumbtacks and like yeah, yeah, shit yeah. on fire like and like to... like literally just like not giving a shit about his own well-being yeah like, whatsoever like i like respect that like especially from coming from being a bike rider and it's like you know whenever you're in a position like we're like all right i'm either gonna like eat shit and it's gonna really suck or it's gonna be awesome and just like being in that situation of like putting yourself out there of like I could get hurt right now. I yeah. know what that feels like. Yeah, and the yeah. fact that he's just like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to get hurt. Like, there's no other option but to get hurt is like, res- I can respect that as a bike rider. Like, damn, dude, like you are gnarly. Yeah. Like, completely like, and, savage. Like, and he can barely walk now. Oh, dude. Like, I met him in real life. And, really? And, damn. and I walked like 20 yards with him. And it, it took like, it, it took a couple minutes. Have you seen his, uh, his show about his, him and his family on the WWE network. Yeah, it's really cheesy. Oh, it's it makes, terrible. And it makes me not even like. Oh, it's it's bad. But I hate dude love. Hate dude love. Not into it. Not, no. 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 no? I, just because I like the darkness of the yeah, yeah, so yeah. much, I see dude love. I'm like, no, this is not. But that I, was the childhood. No. That was the childhood fantasy. That's what he thought pro wrestling was. I don't like that shit. <laughs> like even I got, like Cat Jackson. Because he's oh, like, it's like similar, you know. Of course, like, like I got, I got him uh, hanging in the ring ropes, <laughs> right there, because that's how he lost his ear. Yeah, got the ear Vader, back. Vader threw him over the ropes, and and he got caught oh, on the ropes, and it straight just ripped his ear. But yeah, hey, dude, love, not into it. Okay, well, hey, that's your opinion. <laughs> you don't have, we don't have to be honest. Hey, you're allowed to not like what you don't like. It's all good. But um, but you, I do love that you collect all that stuff, and then some other uh. Other stuff I saw that you love to collect, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, mm. or like old Ma- magic era, magic like Shaquille and Penny era yeah. magic, and that's the era of magic. Like I remember when Shaq got drafted, yeah, and then we got Penny, yeah, and then like like I remember watching that whole era. Um, that was like my childhood. I remember like that as a kid of like I just I like I was very young at the time, yeah. So it's like those memories are very foggy, but I think that's like the stuff that like I'm more interested in is like when I was like four or five, six years old. Yeah, I'm how like, old are you? You're like I'm 28 now. Oh shit, I'm like 10 years older than you. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> so whenever, so whenever. So I was, you were really young. Yeah, I was really really young, but I vaguely remember that. And I think that's what intrigues me more is that like I have this vague memory of like I think like 
even go back to collecting tapes or toys or whatever it is. Yeah. I'm like, what was that one thing? Like, I remember it, but I don't really, really remember it. Yeah. And like, that's why when I find it, even the Shaq and Penny stuff where it's like, I yeah. remember that. That's and, what it was. And I didn't even put it together until I saw that. Uh, Do you believe in magic? Yeah. documentary Ma this magic moment this magic yeah, yeah this magic moment i didn't even put it together that they were named the magic because of the magic kingdom yeah like Crazy. i didn't even put that in all the years i never yeah. even put that together i didn't i didn't know either I and was, i was oh like oh my god yeah like and yeah. then um uh my dad had a buddy who had season tickets oh nice. so i i went to like some of the games in that era like i went and saw them uh like i remember vividly going to see them play the hornets when the hornets had larry johnson and oh, Alonzo Mourning and Muggsy Bugs. And it was like in the height of, uh, do you remember Grandmama? <laughs> no. Grandmama was a character that was created for either, I think, Reebok shoes. Mm -hmm. And it was Larry Johnson okay. dressed as an old lady in drag. And he would just say, ah, Grandmama's here. And then he would fuck them all up in basketball. And it was like Grandmama slam yeah. dunking on you. And then, and like, uh, Grandmama made an appearance on uh, the show Family Matters. Okay with urkel yeah um but i remember seeing him play the bulls at one point but i sick. can't remember that's like my Jordan dream is because i because i love like the um the 90s bull era of like with like dennis robbins like that whole of course world. so like my dream is like if i can go back in time and watch like a magic game with like Shaq, penny michael jordan dennis robbins yeah so, like, like that would be like my like i wouldn't even know who i would like even be rooting for at that point i was like <laughs> this is awesome yeah. like, i would just be like stoked you know what i mean but yeah, it's yeah, the, the and even like going like early two thousands magic stuff with like Tracy McGrady and stuff like that. Like because because yeah, yeah, that yeah. those are the games that I remember going to as a kid. Like yeah, I remember we going and like Tracy McGrady got fouled out of the game, like kicked the ball up in the stands, like over our heads. Oh. And I was like, oh my god, this is insane! Like so, like I remember that as as a kid. You know what I mean? So, oh, I'm trying to remember. I saw him play the Mavericks when they still had like Jason Kidd. Oh, nice. Like and maybe Jamal Mashburn. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I'm not. I'm definitely not like a sports guy by any means. In the same way with wrestling, like I'm not. A, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm not you, an expert on wrestling. Yeah. I don't know all of it. I'm just like interested in certain you got, like, aspects of it. Like I would, I would almost rather watch like a wrestling documentary than like yeah, an actual yeah. match. And I'm there the same go. way with like basketball and stuff like that. Like yeah, I would yeah. almost, like I'm more interested in like the characters of it and like the behind yeah. the scenes stuff than I am of like actually watching games. Which like uh, I don't know if that's like a super sellout like no, type of thing no, no, to like no, 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 view it as. But it's the it's on it's it's what it is. Be a know? fan, however you want to be a fan, man. I just still <laughs> feel bad for Nick Anderson. Ooh, all those mistakes. <sighs> Gosh, I I read something about it like a couple days ago. Like it popped up. Really forget what I was looking for, but you know how you get down a rabbit yeah. hole and it's like, where's Nick Anderson now? Like, yeah. what the hell? Shit. <laughs> that poor guy. I remember when I was super little, we went out <laughs> on like this lake and uh, on, my, on my my dad's friend's boat and Horace Grant came by on a jet ski with like a whole squad. I remember wow. being like, I remember being like a little kid and being like, oh my God, that guy looks huge. My dad was like, that's Horace Grant, that's Horace Grant. And I was like, okay, I don't know who that is. And then as I, now I look back, I'm like, holy shit, that was that guy. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, uh, I saw Dwight Howard at the airport one time. And it, but it was like recently, like in the last like five years, like the Tampa airport or, or no in uh, fuck where was I? Johannesburg, South <laughs> Africa. What the hell? <laughs> like he, he uh, NBA was doing a big initiative in Africa, like wow. traveling around and just doing a bunch of goodwill stuff. And it was like towards the end of Howard's career. Yeah, and he was just like, you know, there. There's a couple other dudes there that I didn't recognize, but you could always. It's really easy to pick out the athletes at the airport. 
Yeah. Like you can like just the way they're dressed and the oh, way yeah. they carry themselves. Yeah. And they always have the like flyest like four piece Louis Vuitton. And they usually have a squad kit. with them. It's usually yeah, like, four or five like or whatever. Uh, because I'm I'm lucky enough to get like upgrades to yeah. first class yeah. sometimes on the planes, and you can always like like oh, and then I'll be like yo, who do you play for? And it's always like it's always they're always it's always something like you can like you can pick them out and yeah. then like i'll ask somebody who knows more about because like uh yeah two dudes i travel with like know everything yeah. about every sport yeah i'll be like yo who was that that i was sitting next to and they're like oh that's so and so he's a point guard like that's this cool. year to this year for this team he's I sick s- i saw uh the undertaker on a plane one time in oh austin my gosh i saw macho man at the airport in the 90s wow yeah was he really tan yeah. yeah 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 and dude he does his he did that voice also if you met him he was like yeah bro like nice to meet you brother <laughs> like that was his voice that's what he did that was a real deal and uh dude i collect a lot of macho man stuff because uh me, I, I convinced my wife to be miss elizabeth and macho man one year for halloween and she actually had it in her mind that i was going to take that as an opportunity to recreate the macho man marriage proposal Ooh. because one time just as a joke i was showing it to her and i was like hey would would you be mad if i did this ever like just kind of gauge her reaction read the room and she was like no that'd be cool wow. and, and so when i suggested being macho man and miss elizabeth she was like oh this is it this she is was it. like oh my god like i found out she had called friends like this is it this is it it's happening tonight <laughs> and it didn't and so she was mad for a little bit but um you're also into collecting like records and like heavy metal stuff. Mm-hmm. You're obviously wearing a war shirt. Yes. Uh, you collect that stuff. We were going to go to, I was going to take you to this record store by my house, but you spent all day at a flea market today. Yes. Which is, you know, it's acceptable. I, saw, um, I got some good stuff. So. What'd you get? I got, um, I got a Shaquille O'Neal uh, Orlando era ornament for a tree. Like Christmas ornament. Christmas ornament. Dope. I got um, like this Ronald McDonald uh, sick ass plush uh, action figure. I was sick as fuck. I got a mankind action figure. Oh, it, you didn't it's, send it's, me. A, it's, it's newer though. It's you newer. didn't send me a photo of that. No, no, no. It was, oh, it was, no, it was, no, it was, I was in the video. I didn't see it. Yeah, it was in well, one of those. Okay. Um, and then I found this insane huge tub of like Ronald McDonald toys. Uh, um, and they were all like fifty cents a piece. Okay. And I got like I actually found uh, from extremely goofy movie. It was one of the BMX guys. I found like one of those things, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty sick." So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll bunch buy, of little bullshit. I'll buy any uh, toy that is skateboard related. Yeah, but I keep all that stuff actually in a case at the border, like in the headquarters. There's like a one of the display cases. It, oh, it's, it's not all... like it's not like a fire safe or something like that. Like make no, sure. no, no. It's in one of the display cases in the shop, and uh, it's just all like all my skate VHS tapes nice. and just like any like relic that's like skate related. That's cool. I keep over there and a couple things here, yeah. but uh, you're like, just like me, you're into like just pop culture, anything pop culture, yeah. anything from my childhood, uh, like anything from my childhood. That, uh, yeah. Like, that I, Being from said. Orlando, obviously Disney related stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. then uh, Nickelodeon stuff. Oh yes, absolutely. Dude. Especially, especially Nickelodeon tapes. Like okay. The, the orange tapes. That's like my, that's my, that's my dude. Shit. Okay. So, uh, They're getting harder and harder to find. Now. Orange. I'll, I might have one, uh, an old Doug. Nice um but yeah dude i love i actually got cut off for buying a lot of that extra shit 
Well, I just, I made the kind of the decision, like, all right, I only have room for like a couple, like, you really got room to expand in here. Dude. Well, you I'm, got, you got, like, you, if, you got to come to my house and I would say, you'll be like, well, I need shelving. Things. I need shelving is what yeah. I need. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, we're also trying to buy a new house in like the next maybe uh, like year or two. True. So I'm trying to like get rid of a bunch of stuff true. and like kind of refine the collection and like just zero in on like the wrestling yeah. and the skating and then like a couple other niche things yeah so uh i've been trying to do like vintage pop-up like vintage markets nice and uh some other type stuff to try to get rid of all like the little like action figures and stuff yeah because uh, obviously at the thrift store they just sell them in those big bags yeah and so you see like you you see one but you, you see one thing <laughs> you see one thing in a bag that you like but you gotta spend ten dollars on this bag of shit that you don't want so then you're you got 19 other things that you gotta sell sure. but you know what was me right <laughs> Um, in, in your collecting the stuff that you collect, did you notice that like, right at, right when everybody got their stimulus checks, the prices of everything just like skyrocketed? Um, I don't, not really. I don't know. All that stuff, all that stuff behind you, I got like right at the beginning of the quarantine and some of it has like tripled from like, like 30, like some, some of the stuff that I bought for like 20 to $30 is is now worth like almost a hundred. Wow. And it's just like. People were sitting at home, like when that first stimulus check hit, yeah. like people were just like spending because people because right. they gave us the money and then like couldn't we still uh, like we're on lockdown, yeah. so people are just on eBay just like ticket 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 buy now buy now buy now buy now and so I bought like a bunch of stuff at once like in these big lots yeah and then just like chilled yeah and then just watched it, it all, get, like, it's gnarly dude with like the online stuff like you can sit there and like you know you search one thing and then you just like if you type in you know, WWF yeah. action figure. And it's just oh, like, yeah, yeah. you can sit there and spend 500 bucks instantly. Oh, you know? of course. You gotta like hold back. I definitely try to hold myself back. From yeah. Too much money. Like some of the stuff from those, from that series, like I saw like one figure, like new in the packaging going for a thousand bucks. What? Yeah. Are you a stickler about like packaging and stuff like that? No, I want my toys to be played with. I want to see that like a kid like some of those because some of those are mine from yeah. when i was a kid yeah, yeah, yeah and like so i like to see that like this was taken out of it like i yeah. hate that shit yeah like i do have like if i obviously if i find something in the packaging and You're buy it, it yeah. like i'm gonna keep it in the packaging yeah especially but, if it's 20 years old or 30 yeah years old yeah or of course if it has the age and it's worth keeping the packaging yeah. but like i'm not the dude like looking for stuff in the packaging because yeah. i because yeah. like it's harder to display yeah and, i'm not like, i'm not picky about it either like i'd rather it like and it's cheaper and i'm True. cheap i'm a cheapskate True. so <laughs> well collecting and cheapskate don't like go together too well but it seems like you've done pretty good yeah yeah i did all right <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like i said there was a feature on your man cave uh on uh what is this uh crammer yeah scotty crammer's, scotty crammer's youtube page and uh like there's been I, a few of them i think there's i think dig did one yeah scotty did like two of them it's always evolving you know what i mean like yeah, it's yeah, always like course. like i think scotty did one like two i think he did he did two of them and they're they're like a year or two apart so it was like okay an, like an up like one was like an collection and it was like an update on like hey have you got anything new yeah and then i also saw that you that you have like fans that send you stuff like hey oh, i think you should have this it's insane it's so out, it's out of control that's where i'm trying to get like i want you if, if anybody <laughs> wants to send me wrestling stuff dm me for my address uh i will take it all i pr- i will take it 
Yeah, it, it gets pretty <laughs> out of it. But this, is, but this is what happens. And thank you so much to anybody that ever sends me anything. I really appreciate it. But it definitely gets to the point where it's like, hey, do you want this, like, this, you know, random action figure from, like, 2012? And I'm like, I don't really want this. No. But, but thank you. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll, 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 exactly. I'll take it. So I, I definitely get a lot of stuff that I'm like, I don't want at all. But I just take it all and I say thank you. you yeah. Know, even if it's not something I don't want. But, yeah, like, dude, there's a lot of shit that comes through that I'm like, you sure? Like you yeah, sure? Yeah. You sure that you want to give this to me? Yeah. Like, okay. Like, I can't because believe you because I this. collect I collect um BMX shit too. Like like parts like parts. yeah like, you, you know yeah, yeah. I, I I collect a, and that and that gets to be a lot. That's a lot. Of stuff. That's a cumbersome collect. Like I used to collect bricks from from famous from places. Spots. That's sick. And and it was just like. We had a whole a whole tub of bricks. Yeah, like I That's gotta cool, move though. these That's fucking sick. twenty bricks, and then I gotta like label them like this. Like I had a like uh before like the old Ebor city post office okay. it was like a famous double set that people skated yeah like people f- like came here to skate this yeah stairs they're famous like cost and skated them uh like they were in videos people knew what, what it was yeah. and the, the it burned down oh wow. so i went like but you could still skate the stairs yeah. just with a burned down building yeah and then there was like the loading dock in the back that we built shit at and it was like a spot for for a solid year and a half before they built a new post office. Yeah. But uh, I kept some bricks, and then I was like, "Cool." And then next time I went somewhere, I was like, "Oh, here's a brick. Here's a brick." And then I was like, had it in my mind, like, "Now I need a brick from every state. Now I need a brick from here, and I need a brick from every spot I go to." And then all of a sudden, I got like, like I bricked the entire of my old house. I like laid brick on the on the front like little patio area, just with all different brick like. <laughs> And then just ended up leaving it there because I was over it. And I was like, really? all right, cool. Because I went through the neighborhood. Because I went through my neighborhood and also, like, found a bunch of brick, too. Because, like, like I lived in an area that was still a whole bunch of, like, brick roads and stuff. Yeah. And so you could, like, go underneath, like, old houses or, like, just yeah. walk through an abandoned house yard and just find, yeah. like, brand new bricks. Yeah. And uh, so I kept a lot of those and then figured out that I was just, like, I don't want to move all these bricks everywhere. Yeah. And that so definitely I, can be a lot. You really got to figure out what matters. But uh, true. I mean, but but it all. I've 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 I I'm lucky to where like you know I bought my house and I don't ever have any plans of moving anytime soon. Yeah. So I've never had. I've I've I mean I definitely I follow a lot of people on Instagram that collect tapes and I follow a lot of people that collect just bullshit. Yeah. And I'll see them post like, dude, I gotta move. Yeah, exactly. Shit, like, and so I've never had to do that. I've I redid the floors of my house, so I had to take everything out of the room at one point. Okay. One time. But um, I can definitely see how. But like, I love like going there and there's like reorganize and stuff. Like, yeah, of course, down, of course. Like, dust it all off. Like it's like, it sounds ridiculous, but like you get it because yeah, you yeah, like go, stuff. But go. like, like my wife like walks in there and she's like, "You're an idiot. Like, what is all this stuff? Like you're like you know like 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 this is ridiculous. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, I I give her the rest of the house. So Mine supports weird. it because she she sees that it makes me smile. Yeah, she knows you love it. And she's like, "All right, well, as long as we're not." like as yeah. long as we have a house to put it all in yeah like you're you're like you don't have a problem yeah i was like well you know i got i mean look around i got a little bit of a problem <laughs> but uh <laughs> you know it's all good and yeah. she allows it because she doesn't have the itch yeah. to have a whole bunch of shit yeah well it's funny because when i hear people talk about like you know like i'm not trying to be materialistic and i'm like I love my things. Like yeah, I love exactly. like 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 in, in, I know when people, when people think of the word materialistic, they think of like fancy car, fancy yeah, cars, yeah, like, yeah. And, like fancy. and it's like no, like materialistic doesn't mean like I mean yeah, I guess it does. I mean, it does mean that, but like my materials are like 
this whole yeah. cut out of a magazine. Right? Yeah, like this I whole was... like, you know, I love I love my things. Like my worst nightmare is my house burning down. That's yeah. my that is like my absolute worst nightmare is like if that ever happened, I would be so devastated. But um yeah. So what, what are like some Holy grail items that you're looking for? Like, are you, do you have like, yeah, I have the Holy grail. Is, like a top um, five list of like, it probably won't, it, it, pro- it probably won't resonate with you because BMX, there BMX things, but it, like, uh, so in like the late nineties, early two thousands, uh, dudes had to wear jerseys like for, for contests. Like they wore yeah. jerseys with like their sponsors on it. Shit like that. And Corey Nastasio is like my all time favorite rider. And he rode for a company called Bully out of South Florida. Okay. And um, my dream is to have a Corey Nastasio Bully jersey. And I've never, ever, ever seen one. I don't ever, I don't think there's even one out there, but like I would pay have, pretty much any amount of money to like, have you that. reached out to, does, is Corey somebody that's reachable? Oh, yeah. Well, he, he yeah, he did. He, he was like, it, he's very similar to me. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. But it sounds, it was, he like didn't wear a shirt. Like that was his thing. Okay. So he would always like at the end of the contest, like take the shirt and take the jersey off, throw it in the crowd. Like every single oh, contest. Okay. So he has nothing. He has okay. literally All he right. does not own anything from back in the day. Um, I've heard a rumor of there being one in South Florida by their old bully team manager, but I've hit him up and be like, yo, dude, how much? And he's like, ah, I think I'm gonna hang on to it just because he knows that like I want it. But I've never seen a photo of it. So oh, okay. it's all just like he says he has one, but Still I don't I don't really know if it's yeah, yeah. legit or not. But I mean, other than that, like I've gotten a lot of the stuff I have that's like BMX like oriented, like has all just kind of like fallen in my lap. Like it's yeah. like uh we have this video series called props. It was like four one one for yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen some props. And um I bought a can or I like this guy, um this guy Leland that's like just like a random BMX dude it was like, Hey, I, I, if you want my old camera, we filmed a few videos on it, it's pretty cool. All right, cool, I got the camera. And then the guy that owns props is like, hey, you got that camera from Leland? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, that's the first ever props VX that we ever had. Oh, okay. And I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, I bought I bought that. And we filmed like the first like, or it's like issue like I think five to like 40 was filmed yeah. on that camera. And I was like, holy shit. So I yeah, bought this thing have... not even knowing yeah. that it filmed all these videos that I grew up watching my entire life. And like, so I bought like a lot of cameras that like pros use. Like, oh, this guy filmed this clips in this video, this video, this, yeah, video, yeah. this camera. So I have like a few cameras like that. that that's kind of cool. And then um, like this, uh, do you know who Van Homan is at all? Van Homan. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. He's known, I liked him. Van is known as like having the greatest video part of all time. He's like kind of like the, um, how can I put it? Like a like a Mark Gonzalez type of deal, where it's like he's known as like he pretty much changed street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. You know what I mean? And I have his old frame from like his fame, his most famous video part. So like I have his actual frame oh, okay. from that video part, which it just kind of happened where this guy was this my buddy Dan was like, hey, I have Van's old frame if you want. He he filmed he filmed clips in this video and I'm like, oh my god, are you serious? So it's like I, I started collecting things like that that are like actual memorabilia yeah, items yeah, yeah. you know what i mean of like this dude rode this bike or this yeah, dude yeah. rode this or whatever and it's kind of you know, like a lot of the jerseys it's like like at swamp fest uh some pros were like hey you know this is my old jersey when i rode for dk you want oh, it dope. sure like you know so a lot of stuff like that happens where it's like a pro will hit me up because he knows i have shit now he's like oh i want to just add this to your collection like, yeah because now like i have they know so you'll much do it right and i have i have so much stuff yeah. that they're they, they want to add to the collect they want to like, contribute their little item from when they were a pro in the early 2000s or, or whatever you know so oh and it's like a, a badge of honor yeah but like and, and i hate to say it that way but yeah like they they, they they're like stoked that i have their jersey yeah you know, i mean or whatever so it's cool like i and i really appreciate that that dudes are like 
you know what I mean? Like this, that they'll like, they value me owning an item that was important to them at one point time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and, and that gets it's respect thing. Yeah. And it gets yeah. me stoked. Like that, that means a lot that like dudes respect my collection in that way, you know, yeah, or yeah. whatever you want to say. Like, and, and I saw that you also do like huge, uh, like epoxy resin tables yeah, tables yeah. and stuff that kind of was just random like, my, dad, I, my dad used to do that stuff really? like big Damn. pieces of cherry That's and sick. uh like he's he had a like i remember when he had like a his uh woodworking setup, woodworking setup yeah. in, the, in the garage yeah but i literally was like oh what should i make for my grandma for for christmas last year and i'll make her a table and i did it and a bunch of people freaked out and they're like this is awesome this is awesome and i was like oh shit i guess i'll, I'll make another one and i yeah. made another one and i gave it to my mom and people were like, this is awesome. And then somebody like, hey, can I buy one? And I'm like, uh, sure. And I made one. And then as soon as I made that one, then I got ordered for two more. And then I made those two. And then I got two more orders. And it just kind of like this all- thing where like I always have like a table that I'm working on. Yeah. And um, it's cool. Make side money. And it's like, I, and, it's, and it's, a, it's a hobby that I'm not spending money on. I'm like making money on. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's, like, it's, like, it's like, it's like, I'm not just like throwing money down the drain. It's like I'm yeah. learning like the craft if for you sure that, yeah of course, you know I mean? of course. So it's a uh, but it's fun it's do you have long, like a separate instagram for that stuff yeah or, it's just called like long long woodworking long woodworking yeah there we go and then uh I, you just actually mentioned swamp fest mm-hmm. so i want to take a take uh a second and talk about that um it's like a like a white trash mardi gras for the BMF, for, for the skateboard crowd imagine dime glory challenge but in a swamp in florida Okay, there we go. Like, cause that—that's what's cl- that I've seen Dime Glory Challenge, but that's the way Clemens always described it to somebody in skateboard. Yeah. Like, so that's pretty much what it is. That it's just like a, it's a festival. Yeah. One, and so they they make like a loop out of pa- out of uh, pallets, um, just mudding trucks, mud everywhere. Yeah. Uh, like across the, mud. the sketchy rainbow rail over the lake, yeah. and it's like people are camping there all weekend. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like a really fun time. Uh, we were supposed to help you run <laughs> yeah, it. We were supposed to. Um, Obviously, that didn't happen. This it actually caused a little little tiff between me and Ryan. Oh, why? Because like, you were hired to work it, and you didn't want to work. No, 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 no. It was the same weekend as WrestleMania yeah. in Tampa, yeah. and it was going to be my first WrestleMania. My wife bought me tickets for my birthday, and it was that weekend. And not only that, but when WrestleMania is in town, it's like an an entire week. Yeah, of stuff so because like all the independent companies come in and do shows in town like the monday through friday and so like i had tickets to like this japanese show and then i had tickets to like a heavy metal wrestling fest that uh i actually ended up knowing through a friend the the promoter of that i can't remember who it is but i remember seeing that because like a few bands that like i was there's a uh there's a band called iron reagan and the guitar player in that is my friend that rides bmx yeah and he was like, yeah, we're going to be playing a heavy metal, like wrestling yeah, thing. Yeah, the heavy metal that wrestling same weekend. So he was trying, he was going to try to come to Swamp Fest. And, and like, so I, 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 talking about that. I had plans to like set up at a couple of the shows mm-hmm. to like sell wrestling shit and sell That's wrestling awesome. shirts. Yeah. And uh, obviously it didn't happen. It didn't happen. But, but uh, like as soon as they announced WrestleMania in Tampa, they announced it like a year in advance. Yeah. So I emailed Ryan and I'm like, hey, next weekend or next year. <laughs> I will uh, not be working these dates. I don't care what's going on. I won't be there. Yeah. I will not be working. And then it was like, dude, we really need you. And I'm just like, well, what can we do? Cause like, 
and so we had we had like a schedule figured out to where like i was still going to get to go do my shit yeah. i was going to come work like one overnight shift yeah. Uh, the gate, yeah the gate for an overnight and then drive home and help out but uh i wanted to go there because yeah. i saw the, the footage from it yeah. and then my friend Chaz went there the year before yeah. and showed me a bunch of footage from it and i was like oh dude yeah i wanted like yeah. i wanted to be there so yeah. it wasn't the problem yeah, yeah, yeah like the problem was wrestlemania yeah and i i remember that because i had my, a few of my buddies that were like that were coming into town to go to the wrestling thing yeah and like oh my god it's the same weekend i wonder if we could like because they were trying to figure out how to like, yeah. do both at the same time or whatever so yeah that's funny but yeah swamp Fest is uh i mean it's just a festival man like it's a it's so how, like, did, how did you get how did you start it like what was the first one like dude was it renegade yeah pretty much like i mean pretty much like my so my buddy jeff honey got had 10 acres like outside of orlando okay and we we're like hey let's do like we had already done like kind of like it was an event called band in the backyard it was like same, same thing as swamp fest yeah jumps pallet ramps blah 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 and uh when jeff brought property he's like yo let's do another one of those jams and i was like okay and it was kind of there was a lot of people involved um at first that were doing it and I kind of had a falling out with those dudes and kind of turned it into Swamp Fest. Okay. And um, and um, we just did this event where I was like, I'm going to build a bunch of ramps, we're going to build some jumps, and we're just going to do a jam and just see what happens. And dude, we built on that shit for like six months probably. Yeah. Like we were just, because we were just going there and hanging out. We built some shit and be like, oh, hey, we'll do a jam in March. It was like November. We're like, oh, yeah, we'll do something then. And we would just build a shit have fun on. And we did the jam. And dude, like a thousand people showed up. Dude. And we, all the proceeds went, so Scotty Kramer is my brother-in-law. Um, yes. Scotty is a nine-time X Games medalist. Yes. Like he's like a legit top-tier pro. He's yeah. My, he's my brother-in-law. And he had an accident where he broke his neck. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware of this. And yeah. so all the proceeds from that event went to Scotty. Okay. And so we, we bust grass, did this event for six months, didn't take a single dime off of it. And just did the event. That was it. Yeah. yeah One-time thing. No, the cops showed up. It was complete chaos. Like, we got, like, a fine from the city saying, like, hey, you can never do anything like that ever again. Like, they somehow we pulled it off throughout the day. Yeah. But pretty much, like, just got shut down. And then next year started rolling around, and Ron Bonner, that owns Shadow and Sabrosa, was like, yo, dude, you got to get this event again. And I'm like, I don't know how to do it. I don't have any fucking money. How am I going to How am I gonna do that? Yeah. He's like, you got to get sponsors. You got to, like, yeah, get sponsors, and you got to get money from them, and that's how you do the thing, blah, 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 this whole process. And, um... I pulled it off that first year out in Asatula where we did it. And that had like 2000 people at it. All right. And I was like, and then, so now we have like, we have like some steam built up to where it's yeah, like, yeah, people yeah. know what Swamp Fest is. And then the third year sponsors kind of came to me and they were like, yo, we want to do this. And it kind of, yeah. then, then next year had 3000 people. And it was kind of like, it was kind of like this thing that was building and building. And then this year Clemens hit me up and he's like, yeah. yo, I want to help. Like, yeah, you know, and, I, and I, and I didn't really know Ryan super well. Yeah. And he was kind of like, yeah, dude, like I did, I helped out with this thing called Tampa Am, Tampa Pro. And like, this is how we did it. And like, he's like, I think that I can get you to like, I can help you out a lot. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, we can help you run the event. We can help you. I can help you with the sponsor stuff. And I was like, holy shit. Okay. Like, so Ryan stepped in and like really supercharged the whole thing. And I was like, dude, this year is going to be sick. It's going to be the best year ever. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Like, and um, it sucks because it was like, it, like the steam was just like, it was yeah. like a train. Like, yeah. you know, it was like, it was like, it was going, you know yeah. what I mean? And this year was supposed to be like a super banger year. And obviously with COVID and all that stuff, it didn't really work out. And now we're kind of like, okay, what do we do? Like, cause like, I don't want to like, 
you know how it is with BMX and skateboarding where kids are getting in and out of it constantly. So there's kids that got into BMX a year ago that don't even know what Stone Fest is. Yeah. So like, I'm like trying to like make sure that like we stay relevant and that we're like continuing to do stuff. And I mean, you guys know at the border, like it's hard when you do, when you're an event company, you're trying to figure out what to do. You're yeah, like, yeah. what are we? And, and, then, scrambling and then people here. are looking at me like, you know, so what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm trying to figure it out myself. Like there's no handbook on what to do with Swamp Fest when a pandemic breaks out. Like no. I'm not a businessman. Like I'm yeah. just, I know how to build ramps and get people to show up. That's all I know how to do. I don't know how to do anything you know and um but yeah pretty much swamp fest is just it's a festival and it's you know there's it's not a competition it's not for pros it's not for amateurs it's for everyone you know i mean like you can sit on the deck with the guy that won the x games and you guys are equal you know he doesn't have a wristband to get behind the scenes you don't have a wristband to get behind the scenes you no wristbands you paid your money at the gate and we're all equal and that's it you know what (laughs) i mean and it's like there's nothing I'm to my own horn, but there's something else like that in BMX. Like there's nothing yeah, where yeah. it's like, you know, in the, in the pro cups, like they are awesome. X games. It's awesome, but it's not my version of BMX. Like my yeah, version of, of BMX is everybody being equal and being on the same level. And like, there is no catering. There is no behind the scenes. There is no goodie bag. There is yeah. no hotels. There is no, like, you know, it's, it's taking all that okay. and like bringing, bringing everybody back down to like ground zero. Yeah. You know? And, uh, and I love it. And I'm stoked that like people get it. And, um, I just wish that we could have done this year, Dude, and <laughs> but next year will be sweet if we end up being able to do it. So hopefully, you know, we'll see. And we'll figure out some dates and hopefully they won't be the same weekend as WrestleMania. And you'll be there. And I'll be there <laughs> with a, with bells and whistles and a big old smile and my half hop shirt. And <laughs> <laughs> see, I know bikes. I know bikes. <laughs> be like, yo, I, I know Trey. I'm with him. So, and, and then, so the Swap Fest was kind of like, how kind of how your relationship with ryan began yeah so we started helping you out with some of like the sponsorship deals on that yeah and now we're kind of helping you out uh in general in general with with your yeah. you know with your everything. deals with, with everything yeah and so uh i don't know if you know but we have like a website where we you know mm-hmm. that we that we pitched that we yep. you know send people off and so have you ever read like the the bio that i wrote for you I think I read it one time. It's like, <laughs> it, I, I, and, and I, I think I read it and I was like, yep, Scotty wrote this. <laughs> I well, I just wanted to read it for you to, uh, okay. so th- this is, so we send this to companies to pitch Trey Jones as a personality and as a writer <laughs> to, to bigger sponsors. So this is what it says. It says, if you threw a BMX bike, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Evil Knievel, and Jeff Spicoli into a blender, the end result would be Trey Jones. Although a combination of this magnitude sounds like folklore, once you meet Trey and see him ride a bike, it all makes perfect sense. His creativity, the gnarliness, and even his cut-off jean shorts are all essential elements that make Trey one of the most exciting riders to watch wherever his tires take him. Riding since he was four years old, Trey picked up the craft from his dad, who raced BMX in the 80s. These days, Trey is not only a top-tier BMX pro, he is also a major influencer in the DIY realm, filming entire video parts on his magical backyard creations that he personally builds. In 2017, Trey's ideas became bigger than his backyard, and a multi-day celebration of BMX, DIY, and mud was created and aptly called Swamp Fest. On a day when Trey is not riding or building, you can usually find him in his famous man cave, which holds his collection of vintage BMX parts, VHS tapes, posters and pop culture memorabilia that's great so and then it's, <laughs> and then it's photos of you obviously yeah. and it's like oh his instagram stats and it's like, it makes sense 
so it makes sense so i wrote that i write the, those for like all of our guys yeah like so is that the most fun you ever had writing one you think that's it's the most research i had to do <laughs> yeah because a lot of the some of the dudes i can write without even like like i'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll like watch the video part and like read an online interview just to get yeah. like a refresher for a couple fun like yeah you little know, tidbits yeah. but like i can write it because i i and, uh, so like you were like a little harder because yeah. like i knew less about you so i like watched i went down like full trey jones rabbit hole when I wrote that and like read some interviews, like there's some old yeah. interviews from like when you were a kid yeah, and a lot uh, like old video parts and stuff, like had a good time uh, watching that stuff. Definitely uh, like your style. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's so weird hearing somebody talk about you like that. You're like, yeah, I guess, I guess that's, that's me. I mean, I guess the Jess Piccoli thing is just because my salons. Cause I definitely don't smoke. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. As you know, I read that, I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, if a sponsor read that, I don't know if they would think of that as like a good thing or a bad thing. Like if it's, a, if it's a, what, what, well, hey, I'll what's, tell you what's what. the opening line? What's the opening line? If you threw a BMX bike, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Evil Knievel, and Jeff Spicoli into a blender, <laughs> the end result would be Trey Zone, Trey Jones. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can I, take I, off Spicoli. I can take off Spicoli. No, 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 no. All no. Right. I like that. I like All right. That. I like that. I like All that. right. Well, uh, dude, wow, we've been talking for a while. Um, holy shit, we're actually going to be late. We're meeting at Ryan Clements' house. <laughs> uh, we're back, about to do Ice Cream Friday at Ice Ryan Clements' house. This will be both of our second times as guests for yes. Ice Cream Friday. Uh, if you guys don't know, check out Ryan Clements' Instagram. It's at RTClem. And uh, every Friday night, instead of dinner, he makes these insane ice cream sundaes. It's like the size of like a small child. That's how big it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're ridiculous with like ten different toppings, uh, maybe ten scoops, and it's, he just tries to challenge you to eat it and out eat him, which is impossible because he can kill these sundaes in like fifteen minutes flat while having a conversation with you. I mean, he only eats like a hundred calories a day most of the week anyway so yeah he's on an insane diet yeah. like not even a diet anymore because he's lost all the weight he just like is super into his health and uh saves all of his calories he'll eat like 600 calories a day i love it monday love th it. monday through friday he'll eat like six or seven hundred calories a day and then on friday night he'll just have like four thousand calories via hey it works one sunday it works and i've never seen him skinnier so i want to see him eat that and then go skate out front and see what happens oh god you think he could do it? That'd be terrible. I don't I'm sure know. If you challenge him, he'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, I can do it. I can do it." Because he never acts full. He's always, he's always like, "I'm fine. I'm fine. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm fine." It's like, dude, you gotta be <laughs> dying on the inside right now. You have to be literally just like dying. Because whenever I ate the XL, I was like, "Oh my god!" I was full to like for the next two days. And you almost finished it. I, I came pretty damn close. The one that killed me was like all the donut holes. Like once you yeah, eat that was, much ice cream, you don't want to eat like bread balls. You're well, like, they get oh, solid. God, like yeah. they get they turn to like. Yeah, and they're like hard to Chunk. eat. Yeah, it's, uh, but, it's, uh, it's incredible. But yeah, we need to get over there. With all that being said, we're late for Ryan's house. And if you know Ryan, it's unacceptable to be late. So we're going to get over there. So we're going to wrap this up. want to definitely thank Trey. Thank you for coming over, telling me all about BMX and uh, your collectibles and all that stuff, man. Appreciate it. Uh, new friend. You feel like you learned something? I did. I did learn some things. All right. All right. Thank you for having me. Of course, man. Thanks I'm, for I'm, I'm impressed by the collection. I'm impressed. I appreciate I'm impressed. that, man. It took a long time. That one right there, I stole from a barbecue restaurant. That's pretty sweet. It, and it used to be, it used to be seven feet tall and the full pig. <laughs> it's 
It's pretty and sick. It, and it had a plate of barbecue. Wow. This but uh, with all that, we're going to talk about other collectibles for a little bit. But that was the Border Bobcast with Scotty the Body. Thanking Trey Jones for being here. And that is a wrap. <laughs> I mean, the body, body, rock, 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 the body, body, rock,